In today's show, we're looking back at all of the action from Sunday across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, let's talk about games. We've got games on. Let's talk about them. First one, early game. The Hawks get the win over the Hornets, 105-101. Bogdan Bogdanovich was back at his best. 41 minutes in a game with no Collins, Trey Young, Danilo Gallinari, John Ray Hunter, Cam Reddish, Chris Dunn, and Tony Snell. But who cares? 32 points, 8 triples, 3 assists, 2 steals, really establishing himself now. This is the guy that, that I knew was here in Sacramento. My worry was always how much they played him in Sacramento and then how the minutes would shake out here. But with all these injuries, he's just unleashing. And this is how good this guy can be. Master roster player, pretty obviously. Clint Capella, a bit of a sell high if you've still got the ability to trade. Uh, because when John Con- uh, John Collins comes back, I don't imagine 35 minutes an eye for Capella. 20 and 15 is really strong for him. He's been unbelievably good. 15th ranked player over the last two weeks. But prior to the Collins' injury, he was playing like 30 minutes a night. So it is a big difference in his production. With Young out, Brandon Goodwin played 37 minutes. He had 17, 5, and 8 with three threes. Now, the 70% shooting is not real. But if Young has to miss more time, there's no Rajan Rondo to come in and, and play horrible basketball anymore. Goodwin is the guy that will have to come in. He's at least a name to watch in that scenario if Young has to miss time. Solomon Hill, 38 minutes, 8 points, 2 threes, 2 steals, and a block with 7 rebounds. It helps, of course, that Gallinari, Collins, and Hunter were all out. Hill is going to continue to start, but you should continue to ignore him. While Lou Williams had 13 points in 29 minutes, there is absolutely no reason for Lou Williams to be a 12-team league guy. Get that garbage out of here! Should not be rostered in 12-team formats. Fanta Pants played 32 minutes, only the 10 points for Herder, but 31% shooting is why. The seven assists are still really good. He does have some short-term 12-team league value while there's a bunch of injuries on this squad. Now, for the Hornets, Terry Rozier had 18-6-4. Yeah, pretty poor shooting and didn't get to the line at all, and he was a horrendous negative 18. He has really dropped off since the beginning of the season. 108th ranked player over the last two weeks. This is more in line with the Rozier that I expected to see this season, but he came out to be one of the best shooters in the NBA. Him and Norm Powell out of nowhere. Uh, but it has fallen off a little bit for Rogier. 32 minutes for Devontae Graham, 16, 2, and 7 with five triples. He is literally the worst shooter in the NBA, but the value is still there. While Miles Bridges played 41 minutes, 23 and 7 with three triples. Someone asked me on the pregame show today, I think it was on the pregame show, whether Miles Bridges can maintain this value all season. And the answer to that is probably no, because Haywood, Ball, and Monk all have to come back, and it's going to cut into his playing time. Jalen McDaniels remains a 12-team league guy, but like Bridges, he isn't going to be able to do this all season. 29 minutes for McDaniels. It would have been more, but he had to go to the locker room with a contusion, oh, sorry, a laceration on his face. Had a triple one, had nine points. Wasn't as good as his first two starts, but still useful enough. While PJ Washington Jr. suffered an ankle injury, let's hope he's okay. I'm not dropping until I find out what the diagnosis is there. Eight points, two threes, a steal, and a block. But if he is out, then you look at Cody Zeller as a nice 14-team league ad, and maybe Biombo as a 14-16-team to 16-team league guy. Zeller had six and nine, and Biombo had two points in eight minutes. But that Washington injury is going to be pretty key in, de- in determining their value as we move forward. 
The next game, what a what a what a strange game this was. The Celtics 105-87. The Nuggets are up by like 14 points yeah, towards the end of the third quarter, and the Celtics just went crazy. Jason Tatum didn't shoot particularly well, but 28 and 10 with two threes is great. Eight of eight from the line is also awesome. While Jalen Brown, he did his thing too. JB, you've done it again. 28 points, two threes, eight rebounds. And by his thing, I mean your bad free throws, but 67% from the line. It wasn't horrendous because it wasn't huge attempt numbers. Um, but still a really good game from Jalen, who is the 37th ranked player over the course of this season. And encouraging news, if you do have the Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, 27 minutes, 10 and 8 with a steal and two blocks. The 27 minutes where Tristan Thompson played 18, or sorry, 19 minutes has got to be encouraging and Williams closed the game. He's still a must roster, but Thompson is capping his ceiling a little bit. Kemba had 14, 5 and 6 and Marcus Smart 14, 4 and 5. Smart's still amazingly not rostered everywhere when he absolutely should be. Um, the bench rotation, pretty rough. Nine minutes for Shemi, 10 minutes for Peyton Pritchard, 16 minutes and five points for Romeo Langford. Um, but he was a plus 18, which is huge. And Grant Williams, a plus 23, which is absolutely massive as well, despite their limited stats. For the Nuggets, there was no Jamal Murray, so they started Faku Kampazzo again. He had 14 points on just six shots, which is amazing. Three threes and four assists, but yeah, realistically, he's nothing more than a deeper league streamer. Well, Monty Morris is struggling. Two points in 19 minutes. He was a team or almost a team worst, minus 23. That team worst uh, badge goes to PJ Dozier, who was minus 30. The Nuggets bench was atrocious. Jermichael Green, horrendous. Three points. Paul Millsap, two points in 12 minutes. Those guys both minus 23. It was that bench that really let the Celtics back into it. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Seventeen, ten, and eleven with a steal and a block. But you know, he, when he went out of the game, everything turned around. Fifty fantasy points is good, but you would have hoped for a little bit better. But still, to be plus nine in a game that you lose by eighteen points is pretty remarkable. Maga Porter Jr. didn't shoot particularly well. Twenty-two and eleven for Porter. He did have a triple one. Uh, getting off twenty-three shots is pretty good, but thirty-nine percent is not ideal. And he was what one of twelve from three. That's uh, horrendous. Aaron Gordon, um, Jack, what do we do? I know people will disagree with me on this, but seven points, 31 minutes, seven rebounds, two assists. The big defensive numbers that he had on his first uh, appearance in Denver have dropped back off. The assist opportunities are non-existent. The usage is way down. I just don't see it for Gordon. I think in a 10-team league, it's not even a discussion. That is a clear drop. In a 12-team league, I'd be way more, way more happier to have him on the waiver wire than on my roster because I can stream in. I can grab hot free agents. The upside to me just isn't high. The idea of Aaron Gordon, like a few players we're going to talk about in this show, the idea of Aaron Gordon, especially in a better than the reality of Aaron Gordon, in a points league, it's a little bit more um, a little bit more uh, interesting in terms of whether you keep him. He's a better points league player, but... These numbers just aren't cutting it. 21 fantasy points, not good. Farton, Will Barton, 13, 3, and 6 on some pretty poor efficiency. And I already mentioned just how shit-house the bench actually was in this one. Guys, if you are in charge of hiring at your company, what you really need is help to help you get that short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner that, help makes your life, that helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as 1, 2, 3. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet the must-have qualifications. And you can schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests or add your own. Then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. And you can get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your 
job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. The offer is valid through June 30th and terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the best tasting protein bar ever, look no further than Built Bar. Built Bar is the uh, protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's not like those garbage protein bars that you've had throughout your life where you go, man, I know I've got to have this, but Jesus, it's really tough to get through. Built Bar is amazing. You look forward to having these protein bars. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber, and they are great if you're uh, currently in the middle of a keto diet. The Cherry Bar Sia Bar, 17 grams of protein with 130 calories and just 4 grams of sugar and only 4 grams of net carbs. And if you go to Built Bar.com right now, you can use our promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's move on now. Next game we're looking at is an absolute beatdown from the Milwaukee Bucks over the Orlando Magic, 124-87. Yanni's still not there. I'm a little bit worried about his knee, to be honest, but the Bucks obviously don't need him. Punch Bob came off the bench, Bobby Portis. He had 16-10 and 10 with four threes in 23 minutes, and as long as Yanni is out, uh, Portis has value. Paddy Connaughton's the one that got the start. He had 11-4-2 and two in 17 minutes. I don't think there's much to see there. Holiday, 12-5-7, and, and Middleton, 21-8-5. and five. But again, this is a, like a 40-point win. So minutes were well down right across the board. 22 for Brook Lopez, 26 for Dante DiVincenzo. Um, yeah, really hard to get you know, too much out of this one. Uh, Bryn Forbes played 23 minutes and had 13 points with two triples and three steals, but that's probably the best game that Bryn Forbes is going to have as we move forward. Really, uh, yeah, he's nothing more than a very, very deep league three-point streamer. For the Magic. One, two, three, four, five. 21 minutes for Bumba, 21 points. Now he's not going to be a 73% shooter. We're all well aware of that. He's not going to hit five threes each night. But the fact that he's getting over 20 minutes a night makes him, in my opinion, a 12-team must-roster play. That doesn't mean we drop Wendell Carter Jr., who had eight and seven with two steals and two blocks. Now, Bumba was pretty horrendous in terms of plus-minus. Minus 25, Carter was a minus 12, and Carter is still by far the best center. But on a per-minute basis, Bumba is a fantasy monster, and 20 minutes is all he needs to be relevant. The shot, Dwayne Bacon, why? That's 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 all I have to say. Why? Why does he keep playing? 27 minutes, 7 and 6 with 2 steals. Shot 20%, a cool 20% from the field. He is the 318th ranked player in 25 minutes a night this season. Should not be getting a single minute of NBA action, but here we are, Steve Clifford. I guess you're embracing losing, so that's fine. Cole Anthony played 27 minutes off the bench. I think there is a chance that Anthony doesn't play on Monday in the back-to-back, but 27 minutes, 12, 7, and 5, a steal and a block. I think you'd make space for him on a 12-team roster. Well, Gary Harris. Nice, Gary! 27 minutes for Gaza. Only nine points. Had the triple one. I wouldn't be worrying about him in 12-team leagues. He's more of a 16-team league player at this point. There was no Chuma Akiki in this game. Uh, I don't think it's anything too long-term, but that's something to watch. I still think he's a 12-team league guy. Carter Williams had nine points in 22 minutes, and James Ennis started at power forward with Akiki out. Had six points in 25 there. RJ Hampton still getting the 26 minutes, but to me, he's a fair distance away from being a must-roster 12-team league player. All right, let's move on to the next game we're looking at. The New Orleans Pelicans and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Pelicans get the win in the end, um, 116-109. Pelicans didn't have Lonzo Ball in this one, so Najee Marshall got another start. He was really good here. 15-7-4, a steal, a block, two triples. Now, his other starts haven't been at this level, 34 fantasy points as well. But if Lonzo does happen to miss again on Monday, you could do you could you could do a little bit worse than streaming in Najee. Wouldn't say he's the greatest option out there. James Johnson also getting more minutes with Lonzo out. Nine, five, and four with two steals. And he it does have short-term value. I don't really see it for him long term, but short-term value is there. Zion Williamson's basically unstoppable. 
38 and 9, 4 assists, 2 blocks, 73 from the field, 75 from the line. The only fantasy issue you're going to have with him long-term is going to be his free-throw percentage. And there is obviously sometimes a lack of defense and a lack of threes. But the efficiency on his scoring is ridiculous. His assist numbers have spiked up so much. He's now the 44th-ranked player this year. I think he's going round two next year. Ingram, 27-4-8 with three triples, while Bledsoe was just bad, man. Seven points on 22%. I would still hold him, but it's probably more going to have to be punt field goals at this stage. Seven, six, and five. Well, Steve Adams, uh, yeah, definitely not holding him. Get that garbage out of here! He took one shot in 27 minutes. He missed it. He had zero points, eight rebounds, and three assists. I just want to see them give more minutes to Jackson Hayes. Not that I'm convinced Jackson Hayes can be a top-quality NBA starter, but Adams isn't that at this point. Um, Eight points for Hayes in his 15 minutes, while only 18 minutes for Kyra Lewis is a little bit disappointing. Six points with an assist and two steals. Just get Bledsoe out of there, get Kyra the minutes, but it just doesn't look like that's in Van Gundy's plans at this stage. The Cavs were without Jarrett Allen, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland and Larry Nance in this one. So it's hard to read a huge amount into this. Dean Wade continues to be great. The 75th ranked player over the last two weeks, 21 and six with five threes and three steals. But before you go and add him, the Cavs don't play until Wednesday and Sexton, Garland, Allen and Nance are all a chance to return and all probably likely to return then. And Wade's value is going to drop off pretty significantly. The same could be said for Isaiah Hartenstein, who had only played 22 minutes, fouled out. That's why the minutes were so low, had 10 and six. His numbers have been strong too, but there's just not going to be that same opportunity as we move forward. And Matty Delavadova played 34 minutes. 10 assists with 7 points. Now, Delvadova is going to have a role, and he can be an assist streamer, but this level is obviously high. The artist formerly known as Torian Prince had 11 and 5, and while he had been playing well, his opportunities are going to be dropped off, I'd say, a little bit here. And Chetty Osman, the discman, came out of nowhere to have 15, 3, and 7, again, likely because four starters were all out in this game. Kevin Love, look at this. Back-to-back for Kevin Love, 31 minutes, 19, 5, and 3 with 5 threes. Now, the efficiency was pretty rough there from Love, but if he's playing back-to-backs in 30-plus minutes, then obviously he's a 12-team league guy. I'm not really um, all that convinced of him being this absolute guaranteed guy that's going to yeah, lead you into the promised land, but this is encouraging. Well, Isaac Okoro also showed encouraging signs offensively. 19 points on 60% shooting with 100% from the line. Again, that 18% usage and level of scoring and level of efficiency probably isn't something that we're going to rely upon from Okoro, um, yeah, given all those guys were out here, but it, it's, it's positive to see nonetheless. Let's move on to the next game. The Raptors fall to the Knicks 102-96. This was an interesting game for a number of reasons. We wanted to see what happened with Malachi Flynn with Kyle Lowry back. Lowry played 37 minutes, had 19-7-6 with three steals. So good game. Flynn went to the bench, played 27 minutes. 6-5-4 on 22% shooting. The 22% shooting is not ideal. He was still really good, but again, the fact that the minutes went down that much and we don't have Fred Van Vliet playing is a little bit of a concern for me. You can still hold. Van Vliet's going to miss at least one more game. But I just don't see Flynn getting enough playing time to impact 12-team leagues unless Lowry and Van Vliet seem to both be out. Gary Trent, another strong shooting night, another empty line otherwise, but 23 points with three threes is obviously really good. But again, three rebounds, one assist, zero steals, zero blocks. That is always the concern with him. If the shots go in, great. It looks fantastic. And if they don't go in, it looks dreadful. Streaming for points and threes, no worries at all. Um, Siakam returned from his rest for 16.7 assists and two blocks. Wasn't great, 28% shooting. Um, while uh, the wiki Chris Boucher started, 17 and 14 with four blocks. And that's super encouraging because Ken Birch made his debut 
and played 18 minutes. Now, whether Birch will continue to play 18 minutes and Boucher 30, I'm not sure. Whether Boucher will continue to start and Birch not start, I don't know. And also, we have to factor in the fact that uh, OG Ananobi wasn't here. But what about Scarves? OG. Stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Because without OG Ananobi, it means you're not really playing Siakam at center at all because you don't have that other power forward. But if Ananobi's there, how many more minutes does Siakam get at center? How much does Birch get out there? It, it does change things. We're holding Boucher. We're definitely not adding Birch outside of deeper leagues, but let's see how this all plays out as we move forward. DeAndre Bembry made the start for Ananobi. He went scoreless in 21 minutes. Now, I think Flynn's better than Bembry and better than Hood and better than Watson and better than all those guys. But whether that is how um, Nick Nurse runs that rotation is still a question mark. Yeah, hold Flynn, hold him for this one more game, but I'm really not convinced that it's going to be a long-term thing. The double royal Julius Randle. Another uh, shit shooting night, 37%, but great overall volume. 30, uh, 26 points in 38 minutes, 5 assists, 8 rebounds, 11 of 11 from the line is awesome. The field goal percentage has been a real issue for him, but everything else has been pretty good, or outside of defensive stats, which he was uh, big zeros in here again. Well, Noel played 28 minutes, grabbed 13 boards, had a steal and 4 blocks. That is why we have Nerlens Noel, the steals and blocks, and he delivered. Rowan Barrett hit a big clutch three in this one. 19 points for three triples, five assists, and two steals. Really strong game. Yeah, two of three from the line, not ideal, but great shooting overall, 58%. He remains a guy that should be on a 12-team league roster. While Reggie Bullock, the minutes are all over the shop as always. 10 points in 27 for him, while Alfred Payton started and played 27. Emmanuel quickly... 13 minutes, 13 minutes, 30 minutes, and then back to 18 minutes here. He had three points on eight shots, which is horrendous. He has no business being rostered in 12-team leagues. Well, Derek Rose, probably not a 12-team league guy either, to be honest. 11 points in 23 minutes. And Alec Burks struggled. Eight points on nine shots. That quickly, Burks, Rose, Peyton, Bullock, Quintet of guards, there's almost no way you can have any of them as 12-team league players. It's just impossible with the way that those minutes fluctuate and the way that the production also fluctuates. Bet online doesn't fluctuate because they are always the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's done, college basketball's done, but the NBA, the NHL, they're still going. So Bet Online even covers awards and TV shows and reality TV. Lots of stuff for you to bet on. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. Next game up for us to take a look at here is the Pacers beating the Grizzlies 132-125. No Miles Turner, but Karis LeVert really stepped up. 34-5-3, one steal, three blocks, and shot 70% from the field. That is one of the most stereotypical Karis LeVert lines you'll see. Like, he has these big games. You go, oh, shit, Karis. Then you go, he shot 70%. And then he'll shoot 37 in the next game. He has either these big percentage games or these really low ones. There's really no in-between from LeVert. And that, that's fine. We know that's just who he is, but that's why we're going to have fluctuations in his value. Sabonis so had 18, 15, and 9. Hit all of his free throws, super efficient. While Brogdon, good bounce back from Brogo. 39 minutes, 29, 9, and 11 with five threes. My mate Goga Badadze played 18 minutes. He blocked five shots. He had seven and six. He is going to be really good. I'm convinced he's going to be really good. I don't see him being a 12-team league guy at this point, but shit, five blocks is a 12-team league performance. Of course, when Miles Turner comes back, he doesn't get that same opportunity. I think Justin Holiday is a drop. Get that garbage out of here! Minutes remain down, 27. Look, the five assists, two steals, and a block are fantastic, but I don't trust that to continue. 
I think he's more of a streamer than anything. Well, Timothy John McConnell was subpar, I'd say. 23 minutes for McConnell, 10, 5, and 4. And uh, Edmund Sumner had 11 points in a start. And Aaron Holiday, who'd been playing 20 minutes a night, had uh, two points in 15 minutes. So rough stuff from him. For the Grizzlies. Jonas Vasu Inuashas. Mate, that is huge. 68 fantasy points, 34 and 22 with two blocks. You know I've been banging this guy's drum for a long time, and now we are finally seeing the results. Big numbers there. Anderson was great as well, 15-5 and five with three steals. And Ja Morant, again, on the surface, we go 23 points. Great. Six assists, great. Two steals even. Fantastic. But didn't hit a three. It was 64 from the line. There's always something that drags him down. Always something for category leagues. The 36 fantasy points is great, but there's always just something off. No threes and bad free throws. Frustrating. Dylan Brooks, speaking of frustrating, 13 points on 17 shots with a Gary Trent-esque one rebound and one assist. Well, Grayson Allen, a 12-team league guy, and then he goes out and has five points in 22 minutes. That's rough. Tyus Jones stepped up with 12 points in 16 minutes. I wouldn't bank on that too much. While John Conchar getting 13 minutes and getting two steals is basically what John Conchar does, but that was without Melton and without Winslow. Brandon Clark continues to struggle. I don't think holding on to Brandon Clark is the best move. I think you can get more value, much like, say, a very similar Aaron Gordon scenario. If you can get more value from streaming, then you do it. Six and seven in 22 minutes and some pretty rough efficiency. Missed both his free throws and was only 27% from the field. And really, his best value has always been that uh, efficiency. Next game we take a look at is the Bulls going down to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Pretty horrible um, loss for the Bulls there. Nikola Vucevic. It's Bulls. Bulls is him. 18-5-5 with three blocks, but he lost his uh, lost his matchup with Carl anthony Towns. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> Troy Brown Jr. closed the game over Patrick Williams. Great stuff from Brown. 15-7 with three threes. 86% shooting is not real, but yeah, showed some flashes. But I just don't see a large enough role here for him to maintain great value. While Levine, off his 50-point performance on the weekend, had 37-6. and six. So I think he might be back in form. Missed his only free throw, and only one free throw attempt's a little bit worrying. Vanilla Tice played 29 minutes. That's a lot of minutes for Daniel Tice. 13-7 with two threes. And with him getting these minutes, it is really subduing Thad Young's value. And I'm not saying that Young's a drop, but he's not far away. Nine and eight, one steal and two blocks outside the top 120 over the last two weeks. And if he's only playing 24 or fewer minutes a night, it's going to be hard to maintain must roster status. Thomas Sadoransky, 10 points in 26 minutes. The six assists are nice, but I think he's almost turning into a six or an assist streamer type of guy. And Pat Williams, Jesus, that's rough. Zero points in 26 minutes. He did have two steals and a block, but he is a long way from my mind in being a must-roster 12-teamer. And Lowry Market and Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Eight points in 19 minutes for Lowry with two threes. Absolutely no business in my mind being a 12-team league guy. Carl Anthony Towns, 27-12 and eight assists. Two blocks. Chris Finch is unleashing this bloke. He is putting up big numbers. 55 fantasy points. While D'Angelo Russell, 26 minutes, 27, 2, and 4 with 3 threes. Didn't play as much next to Rick Rubio in this game. 69% shooting for D'Angelo Russell. Giggity. 100% from the line. If there was a sell high moment, this is it. But he's still got room to improve in terms of minutes. So good stuff from Russell since returning. Maybe his best role is off the bench. I don't know. Rubio, 17, 4, and 9. That's still useful for 12 team leagues. I don't know if I trust it long term, but. I think Russell's a chance to sit out on Monday, so maybe a big opportunity for Rubio. Well, Goose, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, horrendous shooting again, 36%, but 15-5-2 with three steals. He's getting steals in a lot of games. 
we have to just always be aware of that horrible field goal percentage. Well, Naz Reed, 28 minutes for Naz. A lot of Towns and Reed combinations. 18 points, not much else from Naz, but him and Russell working the pick and roll pretty well. And Jaden McDaniels. It was a rough shooting night from Jaden, 14% from the field, but three blocks, one steal in those 30 minutes. I think that's enough to keep him as a 12-team league guy. And we've got 36 minutes from Josh Okogi. Now, he's only there for defense. He has no real impact in fantasy, but the fact that he's getting that many minutes is impacting everybody else. Jared Vanderbilt back out of the rotation once again. Let's go on to the next game. We're looking at the San Antonio Spurs beating the Dallas Mavericks. DeJounte Murray was really good here. 25 points in 65% shooting, five assists and four steals for DeJounte. Great game. Well, DeMar DeRozan played 35 minutes, 33 points, eight assists and five rebounds. Excellent efficiency from DeRozan here. And Yucca Pertle was strong too. 12 and eight with four blocks. Now it was another shit night from Derek White in terms of shooting. Nine points on uh, 38%, but two steals and two blocks maintains his value. He is... Giggity. I should have put that later. The 69th ranked player over the last two weeks. Giggity. And remains a must-roster player. Lonnie Walker had a sick dunk, but he is not a fantasy option at all. 13 points in 20 minutes, while Keldon Johnson had 9 points in 28. And Jack, you know what to do. Get that garbage out of here! He's like a 14 to 16 team league guy at this stage. For the Mavericks, Kristaps Porzingis. Porzingis. 31 and 15 with three threes and two blocks. He's been really good. Now, whether he plays tomorrow is a question mark, but really, he's the 12th ranked player of the last two weeks. 57 fantasy points. Excellent stuff. 29-3-7 for Doncic. Well, Joshy Richardson had a nice night too. 16-5-3. He's more of a streamer than a must roster. Back to 30 minutes for Bronson. 11-4-5. Probably more streaming as well. Well, Finney Smith had 9-7-3 with a block. He's, again, he's more of a streamer. Well, Timmy Hardaway started the second half and did his best Nicola Melli impression, having two points on 0% shooting. Only, only points coming from the line. While Mally started in place of Muxy Kleber and had six points in 22 minutes. But I wouldn't be... Hardaway's rostered in way too many leagues. 97% of advanced leagues has Hardaway on a roster. That is nonsense. He is a 14-team league player at best. All right, so the next game up, we're looking at the uh, Miami Heat on the road, beating the Blazers, 107-98. Jimmy Butler was great. 20 points, five assists, four steals, two blocks. A fantastic performance from Butler who is now the uh, sixth-ranked player over the last two weeks. And without Victor Oladipo, the Heat dusted off Kendrick Nunn. Now, I thought they'd bring him back into the rotation. I didn't think they'd play him 32 minutes, but here we are, 15-3-4 with a triple one. And as long as Oladipo's out, Nunn can be a 12-team league option. Hero had 14-7-3 with two steals. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. And he should probably be on a 12-team roster at the moment, top 100 in the last two weeks. It wasn't a great night from Duncan Robinson. That enabled more minutes for none. Just 22 minutes for Dunk, 12 points with four triples. Didn't shoot particularly well. He should not be a must-roster player, yet he is. I don't really understand that. And Goran Dragic, just the 23 minutes, and Ariza, just the 23 minutes as well. Six points and seven points for Ariza and Dragic, respectively. Uh, Bam Adebayo struggled from the line, just four of eight, but 22 points is pretty strong with two steals, but not his best performance. He has slipped a little bit. 46th ranked player over the last two weeks. For the Blazers, the Damien Lillard struggles continue. He is the 55th ranked player over the last two weeks. He has not performed particularly well alongside CJ McCollum this year. 12 points, three threes, one rebound, three assists, a steal, a block, 30% shooting. Just not right, is he? He's just something, there's just something off with him. McCollum was all right, 17-6-4 with three threes, but not particularly particularly efficient. Well, Norman Powell had a nice bounce back. He's outside the top 100 over the last two weeks, but 17-4-2 with two steals is pretty good. Let's talk Yusuf Nurkic. <clears throat> Eight minutes, bruised his ass, had to go to the locker room, and then I'm sure the reactionary drops were happening all over the place. And kids, cover your ears. 
Fuck this guy. Get him out of here. What a bust. What a bum. He's useless. He doesn't try. Then in 22 minutes, he had 6, 9, and 4 with three blocks, and it's really bloody good. It's actually the second best fantasy line on the team. The frustrations are obvious. Like, it's obvious. His minutes restriction was bumped up to 25, and then he had to spend time in the locker room. He's rest, he rested on back-to-backs. The ability and the fantasy talent is obviously there. If he played 30 a night, he would be a top 30 player. I have almost zero doubt about that. But it's just getting to that level. I am stubborn. I am holding him. Like six, nine, and four with three blocks is really good. The uh, low usage is frustrating for sure. But uh, it's just always something that's setting him back. Enes Cantor also had a trip to the locker room, 10 and eight in 20 minutes. You can hold Cantu if you just don't trust Nurkic to play or get injured or, or sit out games for sure. But yeah, we've got the evidence here that when Nurkic plays, Cantor is you know, fringe 12 at best. Of course, he had a 30-rebound game last time out when Nurkic was out. But again, he played 19 minutes, 30 seconds for 10 and 8 with nothing else. And that's not particularly enticing. Covington had 9 and 5 with a trip, with a, not a trip one because he didn't hit a 3, stealing a block. I've been talking at, at length about how he's not going to remain a 46% 3-point shooter. We're seeing that start to drop off now, and that's going to cause that ranking to, to blow out a little bit, I think. There for Rob Covington, Derek Jones, Nasir Little, they're getting their scrap minutes. And why is Carmelo Anthony rostered in 48% of advanced leagues? Get that garbage out of here! I'd question their advanced status if Mello is rostered in that many leagues. Zero points in 16 minutes. Can't even get to 20 minutes a night at the moment. And uh, is it fair to say he probably shouldn't be in the rotation at all for the Blazers? Team worst, minus 20 in this. He is just getting picked on defensively. I'd much rather they play Rondé Hollis-Jefferson and Derek Jones and even Nasir Little, even Anthony Simons ahead of Mallow at this point. I think he's getting those minutes on name value, and I think he's being rostered in fantasy leagues based on name value as well. All right, let's go on to the last game of the night. The Detroit Pistons fall to the Clippers, 124-131. The depressed penis, Sadiq Bey, big game from him. 25 points in 31 minutes, five threes and four steals. Great shooting, great to get those steals. Disappointing in some of those other areas. We know that he's just wildly inconsistent. That happens to rookies. I think he's fine to have as a 12-team league player. I wouldn't be saying that he's a guaranteed must-hold, must-roster sort of guy. Let's talk about Corey Joseph, because I've seen Corey Joseph play for Toronto. I've seen him play for Indiana. I've seen him play for Sacramento. I've seen him be trash in all of those spots. And now, all of a sudden, 32 minutes a night, 18 points, five rebounds, 13 assists, two steals. That's elite numbers. About four or five games ago, he was like 19 minutes a night, rotation done. Now, in this one, there was no Dennis Smith. There was no Killian Hayes. There was no Jeremy Grant. There was no Hamadou Diallo. Oh, actually, there was Hamadou Diallo, but there was very minimal Hamadou Diallo. We'll talk about him in a second. Joseph's getting big minutes. Do I trust it? God, no. Not not even close. But Dwayne Casey makes the most asinine rotation decisions you can make. And one of those asinine rotation decisions is prioritizing Corey Joseph over Josh Jackson or Frank Jackson or Diallo or Smith or Hayes. And he's done that plenty of times. You want to take a flyer? You want to ride this Corey Joseph run? By all means, do it. Yeah, again, five games ago, he played 19 minutes a night. And then all of a sudden, the minutes have gone back up. But we can't trust anything. Dennis Smith was out of the rotation. Then he plays 28 minutes a night. Killian Hayes plays well and plays 26 minutes a night. Now he goes and plays 17 minutes a night. Nothing makes sense in terms of current production or future production with Dwayne Casey. He's one of the worst coaches in the NBA. And for fantasy purposes, he is definitely the worst coach in the NBA, I'd say. But Joseph putting up some numbers. Now... Why we're playing 25 minutes of the Duke Wayne Ellington, I have absolutely no idea, but we got it. 15 points with five threes. But again, he could just be out of the rotation in the next game. No production, no consistency. 
29 minutes for Joshy Jackson, 26 points, two threes, two blocks. Can be a 12-team league guy. Probably more suited to 14-team leagues and 12-team points, but can be a 12-team league player. Frank Jackson had 16 points. He's a nice point streamer. He's not much in terms of category league overall value. While Isaiah Stewart only the 21 minutes, unfortunately, 7 and 6, while Plumlee had 12 and 5. I, I think Plumlee is going to transition into a drop. I would still hold, and I am holding Stewart as well, but it's, hard, again, hard to judge. Uh, Siku Dumbaya, no um, Jeremy Grant, so only plays 17 minutes and goes scoreless. Now, some of that's on Siku because he was bad, but just give the minutes, give the role to those guys. Um, Hamadou Diallo, guys. Get that garbage out of here! He's not very good. The idea of Hamadou Diallo, as I will always say, is better than the reality of Hamadou Diallo. There is no reason to hold Hamadou Diallo in 12-team leagues. One point. 0% shooting, and this is, again, it's one of those things that will always be proven correct, with the exceptions of the couple of times where it isn't. But when a guy is coming in shooting 60% from three and yeah, 92% from the line and 58% from the field when he's really bad as a career shooter, you know it's going to change. You know it's going to happen, and that's what's happening with Diallo. He just isn't that good. I know he can do sick dunks. I know he does flashy plays. But he isn't that good, and he should not be rostered in 12-team leagues. Shouldn't be rostered in 14-team leagues, to be honest, I don't think. Um, we are struggling at the moment a lot. For the Clippers, there was no Kawhi. He was resting. Serge Barker's going to miss the next three games after this one as well with his back tightness. Sorry, let's rephrase. At least the next three games after this, while Pat Beverly's out with that broken hand. Paul George was back after resting 32-3-9. That's good. While Marcus Morris, 36 minutes for Morris, 33 points, 6 triples. Now, he doesn't do much in other areas, and this was fueled by high efficiency and improved usage without Kawhi. So there's there's some reasons to be skeptical of it. But I think he can still be a 12-team league back-end player. Well, Batum also filled it up. 14 and 9, four threes, one steal, three blocks. It was against the Pistons, and it was without Kawhi. So that all tips in the favor of those guys putting up big numbers. But, you know, we've got to at least acknowledge it. I think Batum's more of that 14-team league player. Reggie Jackson can be a 12-teamer, I think. 12, 5, and 7 for him. While Zubats had 13, 10, and 7 in 35 minutes. I believe that Zubats should be on someone's roster in a league uh, or any 12-team league at the moment without uh, a Barker around. Just a quick note again. DeMarcus Cousins not playing. Not that good anymore. Still rostered in too many leagues. Drop him, please. And the amount of times I got questions after he was released from the Rockets, why isn't anyone signing DeMarcus Cousins? What's going on? The reason is he's just not good anymore. The injuries have caught up with him, and he just can't hang. That's a sad fact, but it's that I think that is the fact. Rondo had 10 points and 6 assists. He is a pretty strong assists streamer sort of player, but that's really about it. While the Duck, Luke Kennard, stepped in with Kawhi out, had 11 points in 24 minutes, and really nothing to see for him outside of uh, outside of deeper leagues. Let's move on now to talk about the top ads and drops over the last 24 hours. Reggie Jackson up 16%. That makes sense. McDaniels, Jalen McDaniels up 16%. I think he's a 12-team ad. As is Mo Bumber up 12%. And Isaiah Hartenstein, I think we can drop Hartenstein. He was up 11% here, but Cavs don't play till Wednesday. And Nance, Allen, Garland, Sexton, they could all be back for that one. Cody Zeller up 10%. And with PJ Washington Jr. hurt, I don't mind that ad there for Cody Zeller. In terms of drops, Hamadou Diallo down 9%. That'll go down even further. Hampton's down 9%. Yes. James Wiseman down 8%. Yes, that's a clear drop. Pokyshevsky down 8%. I'd be holding Pokyshevsky at this point just to see what happens with his injury. And then Curry down 6%. Seth Curry, that is. Uh, I think that's a move that makes sense as well. Top 10 players rostered under 50% of leagues. Dean Wade. 
great numbers. Fantastic numbers. I think it's going to come to an end on Wednesday, though. Batum was good as well, as was Marcus Morris. I talked about that. That's likely to do with Kawhi being out. But Morris is still a 12-team ad. Corey Joseph, take, take a chance and see where that goes. Brandon Goodwin, likely a one-game situation, but good from him. Um, Troy Brown, really good shooting night from Troy. I don't buy into it long-term. Reggie Jackson, I think he is a 12-team league player. Uh, is that Reggie or Josh? It, regardless, I think they both can be 12-team league guys. Isaac Okoro, I wouldn't buy into that one. Compazzo, again, that's just a, a one-off sort of performance. And same as the Discman, C.D. Arsman, who uh, put up those seven assists with all those Cavs out. They don't play till Wednesday, and he's probably not even going to be in the rotation when we get back in action then. Let's take a look now at the games for Monday for DFS. All right, so let's take a look at these games. We're looking at FanDuel pricing when we talk DFS here. There are nine games on Monday. The first one is the Lakers and the Knicks. Kyle Kuzma and Wesley Matthews are both questionable, as is Mark Gasol. No guarantee Gasol would play anyway, but if Kuzma and Matthews are out, big opportunities for Caldwell Pope and Horton Tucker, the hyphen boys. Big chances for those guys to put up big games in that one. While the Knicks, it is a back-to-back for those guys, but Tom Thibodeau doesn't give a shit about that in terms of minutes. The Sixers and the Mavericks... So many teams playing back-to-backs on Monday, by the way. The Mavericks are one of those. Could we see Porzingis in or out? Doncic in or out? Maxi Kleber didn't play Sunday, so he could return. Could we get JJ Redick making his Mavericks debut as well? Lots still in flux there. Philadelphia, pretty straightforward stuff, I think, with them. Tobias Harris and Danny Green no longer on the injury report. The Spurs and the Magic, both these teams played on Sunday. Popovich um, made, a, made a note before the game that DeMar DeRozan had been playing a ton, so maybe he should get a rest at some point. Whether that's in this game or not remains to be seen. While for the Magic, uh, Chumura Kiki missed out on Sunday. So, or not missed out, he was injured. So whether he plays or not remains to be seen. Same with Gary Harris or Cole Anthony returning from injury on a back-to-back. There's chances they don't play. I would be highly surprised to see Otto Porter play in this one. The Nets and the Wolves, no Kyrie, no James Harden, no LaMarcus Aldridge for the Nets. So do we get DeAndre Jordan back starting? Do we get Nick Claxton playing minutes? Bruce Brown should get a pretty good run at things. Chris Giotz is going to be in the mix as well. While it is a back-to-back for Minnesota, D'Angelo Russell, I guess his status has to be called into question coming back from knee surgery on a back-to-back. Maybe he doesn't play. The Kings and the Pelicans. The Pelicans are three-and-a-half-point favorites. The total is 232. Lonzo Ball, the big question mark there. They played on Sunday without Lonzo, and Najee Marshall stepped up, and we had big minutes from James Johnson. I'd expect a similar rotation on Monday if Lonzo happens to be out. Sacramento, they'll continue to start most likely Mo Harkless at small forward with uh, Tyrese Halliburton coming off the bench. Wizards and Jazz, Dan Gafford, Alex Len, Robin Lopez, the three center rotations uh, in full effect, while Bradley Beal is probable and Davis Bertans is back after resting in the last game. While the Bulls and the Grizzlies, both these teams played on Sunday, the Grizzlies two and a half, actually didn't, sorry, didn't talk about the Jazz. Mike Conley out, resting, Jordan Clarkson doubtful. So Trent Forrest, maybe, Mia One, Joe Ingles will get a big uh, boost as well. For the Bulls and the Grizzlies, Grizzlies two and a half point favorites. The total is 229. I'd be highly skeptical if we see uh, Winslow or Melton play in this game for Memphis. Chicago should be okay in terms of their injuries. Maybe Garrett Temple returns. And then for the Rockets and the Suns, no Daniel House, no Sterling Brown for Houston, while for Phoenix, no Abdul Nadir. The Suns are 13-point favorites, so big blowout risk in that one. The Nuggets and the Warriors, back-to-back here for Denver. Paul Millsap probably won't play in the back-to-back, but we don't know about the headmaster, Jamal Murray, who's missed the last few with that knee problem, while Kelly Oubre and James Wiseman will be out for the Golden State Warriors. In terms of value, I like Naz Reed, Nick Claxton, maybe DeAndre Jordan, maybe Chris Giotza, um, Jaden McDaniels, Donovan Mitchell, Mo Bamba, uh, Kavon Looney, perhaps, Rudy Gobert, Christian Wood, maybe with his price drop. 
Uh, Valanchunas, I think, looks pretty good there. Joe Ingles looks good. Anthony Edwards looks good. Maybe Jordan Poole. Andre Drummond, Mikhail Bridges, Tyrese Halliburton, Bruce Brown, Kent Bazemore, Steph Curry, and DeJounte Murray look pretty good. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Yes, Odyssey. You can go find us over there. And then you can uh, subscribe on YouTube. Hit the thumbs up, ring the notification bell, leave a comment down below as well. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. See ya.